Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast, Episode 15. Hi. This is Bob. If you've been a listener to Sarasota Stories for a while now, would you do me a little favor? Go to our website, sarasotastories.co. Scroll down and enter your best email so you will know when all our episodes will air. It helps us know who's a fan and how many folks are listening. I certainly appreciate it. And now, on to today's episode. I'm sure you've heard that most businesses don't survive past five years. But one family-owned business in West Bradenton has been going strong for over 50. In a moment, you'll find out who they are and what it's like to work in a family-owned business. Hi, I'm Bob Williams, and I believe if you truly want to better understand your community, build personal, professional, and even lifelong relationships, then a willingness to hear each other's stories is an absolute must. In fact, that's why I created this podcast, the Sarasota Stories Podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to helping you get connected just a little bit deeper with those living in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview business leaders, civic leaders, artists, authors, entrepreneurs, physicians, philanthropists, and others who are making a positive impact in the greater Sarasota area. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Susan Higby of The Chop Shop in Bradenton. Susan is one of the family owners at this iconic butcher and grocery store. Since 1971, the Chop Shop has been a Bradenton mainstay serving high-end meats, which come from family ranches located in the United States only. They have an award-winning delicatessen, a grocery stock with hard-to-find items, plus they source wines from local vineyards and popular labels to bring together a collection to impress anyone. In this episode, you'll hear one thing most people don't know about Susan, what it's like to grow up in a family-owned business, how Susan and her team were able to navigate the pandemic, how they're addressing food shortages and inflation, and much, much more. I'm so glad you joined us today. And as always, it is my hope that you will listen, you will learn, and connect. Susan Higby of the Chop Shop in Bradenton. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me here. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on. I I will confess in doing research for this story, you have a very interesting business. You and I were talking before the show that I came from a family-owned business, several generations, and you do too. And we're going to get into that in just a second. 
But can you share one thing with us that very few people know about you? Um, I would say probably that um, when I graduated high school, I went into the police academy. Oh, cool. Yeah, my dad was NYPD and um, back in New York years ago before I was born. And um, it was it was just interesting to me. So I went and I graduated and I was still working at the store. And I just kind of decided that the, the store was where I needed to be. Oh, well, that's cool. That's not, not a tip. You know, it's interesting. That's not a typical career choice for, for many women. But what was interesting is you go back several generations and my mother chose to go into the army back in the late forties, early fifties. And that's how she kind of got out of the little town in Tennessee where she grew up and ended up traveling the world and met my father later on and whatnot. But that's an, that, that would have been an interesting career choice. For sure. Absolutely. Well, so you work at the chop shop now. How did you end up there? And, you know, just, just tell us kind of a little bit about the process. Um, so my, my dad's, brother and his wife had we we all lived in Kentucky they moved down here um they decided to open the chop shop we were living in Kentucky I was a baby um they asked my dad to come down and help them work you know help them with the business and he came down to help and they decided to move down here in 1973 so I was about a year and a half old that's how it how it originally started and so I've the, the joke at work is I was born in the back room because I've basically been there my entire life. So <laughs> I kind of was born into it. So I guess that's how I got into it was by a family default, I guess you would say. <laughs> I have heard those types of jokes before in family <laughs> businesses and whatnot. So uh, what do you do at the chop shop? We were talking a little bit about that. I know what your official title is, but this is kind of, this is a bit of a Oh, it's not a, I would say not a tiny operation, but still it's a small enough business where you have to do a lot of different things. But what does your day look like? Um, most, most of the time I, I do a lot of the book work. I write the checks. I take care of the invoices. Um, I do some of the ordering. I do some of the scheduling for, I do the scheduling for the, the meat or sorry, the deli cashier. Um, I have a meat manager that does the, the meat department schedule. We kind of do it together. Um, but meeting with vendors, meeting with new vendors, making sure that we have everything that we need with the ordering. Um, and then, of course, there's always the, the putting out fires when, you know, the, the situations that you have in a retail business, there's always something that didn't come in or somebody, you know, there's always something to yes. handle and take care of. And particularly now, I mean, all businesses have really, or most all businesses have struggled over the last couple of years, not only with supply chain interruptions, but also employment issues and whatnot. So I, I don't envy folks, uh, in your situation right now, I'm sure it's been really, really tough. It has absolutely been a challenge on all fronts for sure. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Talk about the chop shop a little bit because, you know, the name kind of indicates that it's just maybe all about cut meats and whatnot, but you guys got a whole lot more there beyond that. For sure. So um, we have, of course, our full service meat department where we have, you know, the cases full with everything. But if there's any kind of special cut that you want, or you want it cut a special way, the guys can take care of it for you. Like say, um, there's, there's a dish called roulade and then you have to cut your beef really, really thin. So you can get that cut however you want. You want chicken cutlets, they can cut them really thin for you. And that's, that's the, one of the major differences between us and everybody else outside of the quality. We make sure that everything is prime and, and everything's top of the line. Um, quality wise, it's the service, you know, with the meat department, um, 
they take care of whatever you want. We bend over backwards as much as we can. Um, we have a, a cheese case. We have a lot of cheese and um, little salamis and sausages. And we have a full deli. We carry Boar's Head and Walnut Creek um, cold cuts. So we have all those. Mm. Um, we make 99% of our um, salads in the deli. We make our chicken salad, ham salad, tuna salad, egg salad. There's, there's a bunch of um, salads that we make the majority of those. Um, we also have a pretty decent wine selection, which are actually currently working on kind of revamping it a little bit. Um, I have um, one of my guys is really, he's a sommelier actually. So um, he's helping. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's helping me out with the wine and kind of putting some different things in there and getting it a little more boutique-y. Um, so we're um, a little off the beaten path, if you would say. So we have some different things there. Um, we have imported groceries and from all over the world, Italy, Germany, we have a really good line of Italian cookies and delicacies that we get from a lady that, I mean, it's almost all of it is written in Italian. That's how it's like legitimately off the boat to us. Like it's amazing, amazing, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Cool. So we have pretty much a little bit of everything. A small yay. Now, is that a recent import from California that we're seeing all the uh, license plates here? <laughs> no, that's the big, the big wine location. So I wonder if they just said, you know, we're leaving California, heading for Florida. No, he's he's one of the he's kind of a jack of all trades guy. He was a bartender uh, for a long time. He he likes to learn about stuff, so he knows a lot about a, a little bit, a lot of things. And that's one of the things that he did when he was he was doing the bartending. He's a people person, so um, he decided to do that. So it thankfully works out in my, to my advantage. So you guys have been able to carve out a niche. And of course, longevity is, I mean, it accounts for a lot. When you have been in one location for a long period of time, people get to know you. Uh, and like you guys are what, two or three generations now. And so of course, you know, your customers were parents or grandparents. Now you got the kids coming there and whatnot. But but if you were to say, what are, what are a handful of things or one thing in particular that kind of separates you from from other competitors because you know you can always go to a Publix or you can go to some other supermarket and get some of these things. But how you guys have some unique stuff. So talk a little bit more about that if you would. Well, I would say there's probably three things. Number one is the service because like like I said, when you go to the meat department, you can get them to cut whatever you want. You can watch them cut right. you, want. you can pick out the piece of meat. It's not prepackaged. It's not, you know, already done. You can get exactly what you want if that's what you want. We hand make our ham loaf, our sausages, our um, ground chucks. All of our hamburger meat is ground in-house multiple times every day. Never had a recall, never any, you know, it's, we know exactly what's in it. We do it there. Um, so, so the, the, the service is definitely number one because we want everybody to be happy and we want them to have kind of that hometown feel and that, sure. you know, people come in, they remember when I was little or they remember when I was pregnant with my daughter and now my daughter works there with me. And so, you know, it's kind of that. that That's very cute. Which is nice. Um, the second thing is definitely the quality. We try our hardest to make sure that everything's prime or, you know, always a better cut of meat than other competitors, you know, or just try to get the top of the line as much as we can with the quality. If I always say, if I'm not eating it, I'm not serving it to anybody else. So I always like to make sure that we have the best of the best. And then the third thing is the, the family thing. And like, like I was kind of saying before, um, just with the, there's so many customers we know by name, they know us by name. I have a lot sure. of long-term employees that have been there for many years and, you know, we know about their family and we, they know about our family. And I think it's, it's just a totally different vibe than a corporate 
business because it's small. You can run in, run out. And, you know, we just have a lot of, a lot of the same faces and a lot of that family connection. You know, it's interesting. I, I will say, as we were talking before the show, I was a longtime snowbird. And when you do that, you come down from wherever for a couple of weeks, you know, you get your half a dozen restaurants, or you go to the beach and because it, it's pure vacation and whatnot. But when you, when you live here, indeed, you get to know some of the family businesses. And I've been, just been blown away by businesses like yours and how much better typically the quality is and the fact that indeed you do get to know each other's names. And there's, you know, I'm down here in Sarasota and you're up in Bradenton, but I will say there's some, some uh, companies around here that I frequent and whatnot, and I really prefer them. Right. You know, and it's funny, even like you say with the snowbirds, I mean, there's a lot of snowbirds. We, they know us and we know them and we know they let us know when they're leaving. And then when they come back, we're so excited to see them and they're excited to come back. So we definitely are able to build a connection with some of them too, because it's, it's, you, like you said, you go into the same place a lot and you kind of get to know everybody. And that's, that's the part that I love the most. Yep. Well, how, how, how big of a operation are you employee wise? We have. Right now, we have about 20 employees. We fluctuate oh, okay. 20 and 25, just depending on what's going on. We're a little on the low side, not too, too bad, but um, we're getting to go into the summer um, months here pretty soon, and it's going to be a little bit slower. So, Oh, it does drop off then? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I'm, I will be curious to see going forward because, again, this area has just grown so drastically over the last three, four years. Actually, probably for twenty, but in the last couple of years, and you just tell by the uh, by the traffic has grown drastically. So it'll be interesting to see how much it does drop off in the summertime. Yeah, the last couple of years it didn't seem to drop off. The, the The pandemic was actually, in in some ways, was good for us because people were staying home more. You know, they weren't eating out as much, so they were coming to us. Um, so that was it. Was the last couple of years it was didn't drop off as much because there was a lot of people that are not want to go out. They want to cook their own food. They want to know where it's coming from, that type of thing. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see what this year, because things are starting to really, really open up. And um, st- I'm curious to see as to how this, this summer is going to go. How much did the pandemic impact you? Um, it was... And, and how not only how much did it impact you, but how did you deal with it? Because I've interviewed a number of different restaurants and other business owners, and they kind of had to figure it out you know, on the run because no one's ever been through this before. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely some truth to that. I mean, I think we were in a, in a very different boat than the restaurants were because we were a retail establishment. So we were crazy, crazy busy. Like every time the governor would get on and, and talk about a closure, I mean, we would have people, we would, we had lines out the door. I mean, mm. we, we never ran out of product. I mean, like we might mm. run out of a chicken thigh, but we had breast and legs and, you know, so we, we had a lot of, a lot of business, a lot of scared people, I think, you know, um, because there was those shortages. So it, for us, it was, it was crazy. And we are generally open seven days a week. And there was one point I had to close the meat department in the middle of the day because they couldn't get it. We had product and we couldn't get it in the case because it was so busy. And then another oh, wow. time, the way I had to close that Sunday because the guys were working till 11, 12 o'clock at night trying to get stuff ready for the next day. And they worked 80 hours that week and I just had to close that Sunday and I didn't want them to come to work, but they, they came in anyway and made sure stuff was taken care of for a couple hours. But it was definitely unprecedented and definitely nothing I've ever seen in my time for sure. Yeah. But it was, it was 
it was a lot to handle. I mean, it was a lot of business to handle all at once. It was, it was crazy. Well, do you take any solace out of the fact that you've kind of come through it on the other end and you guys have made it and you have kind of faced the, the difficulties and I mean, how do you look at it at this point? Well, it's the crazy thing is so, um, in December, uh, okay. So there's three of us kids and there's myself and I have two brothers. Well, in December, 2019, my brother that I spent the most time with that we ran the business together passed away somewhat unexpectedly. So that was, oh my, yeah. So Sorry I to hear that. Kind of pick up the pieces and kind of start doing his job and start doing my job and, and trying to figure everything out on my own. And uh, my dad's there, but you know, I kind of wanted to do it on my own, but I had to kind of pivot a little bit and then the pandemic started. So oh my. Not only was it unprecedented for me with the workload, but then the pandemic just made it like so much harder. But I'm also proud because I feel like we we came out of it pretty good and, and we handled it really well. And we 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 came out on the other side. And it's it makes me proud that we we did such a good job in it, not having any precedence on anything like that happening before. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's truly incredible. What I have been amazed with is the resiliency I've seen of some of these small businesses around here. In some regards, you have to be, right? Because, you know, what's the alternative? Well, you shut down. We've heard of many, many restaurants around the country right. that did shut down. And I, I mean, like millions of of uh, food service workers were laid off. And, you know, so many of these are not reopening. So, you know, really, I again, I think... It's businesses like you that are the backbone of the communities around here. You'd be commended to be able to to manage through that. I'm sure it's not, it wasn't fun. It was really stressful, but I mean, you know, two thumbs up, you know, for the chop shop. Really, it's it's really a great accomplishment, I think. Thank you so much. It was, it was definitely a, it was definitely a, a fun ride. <laughs> and I'm actually so, so, and I've said multiple times, I'm so grateful that we were in the business that we are because if, if we were a restaurant, things could be really different. And like you said, so many restaurants closed and couldn't make it. Right. It breaks my heart because there were so many mom and pops that just couldn't make it. And I like that's why I'm so grateful that we were able to come come through on the other side with, you know, relatively unscathed. Well, I wish I could say we were back to normal. Of course yeah. we're not. I don't think there's gonna and be it, se- it seems like there's yeah, it just seems like there's one rolling uh problem after the other, but now, what you talk about from your end, what do you face with regards to supply chain interruptions? And then, of course, now we're being hit with inflation. Well, how does that impact you guys? Um, so the, the supply chain is, it's, it's, it's hard, but um, I've, you just have to kind of pivot. So if I can't get this brand of something, I have to switch to another brand or there it's, it's a lot more work because you can't just say, okay, order this and this and this. Well, we don't have this. We don't have this every week. I do one of my orders and it comes back to my email and there's like eight things in red that they don't have. So I have to say, okay, well, what can we use in place of that? So most of the time I can kind of figure out something to, to fill in with, but not always like we have our big metal steam table pans and there was none to be had anywhere at Super Bowl. And I'm like, I have orders for chicken wings and, you know, right. I need steam table pans. And there was like none to be had anywhere. So usually I have a couple different suppliers. I can go to this one. We went to the dollar store, like (laughs) there was none anywhere. So it's, it's been very challenging. Um, 
usually if something's unavailable, sometimes it's unavailable for a couple weeks, sometimes it's unavailable for a couple months. You just have to kind of regroup and, and figure out a solution to to make it work. Right, right. What's happened in the, the pricing arena? I mean, of course, as a consumer, you go to the deli counter or wherever, you go to the gas pump and you go, oh my gosh, you know, these prices have gone up again. But of course, you have to buy your product. You have suppliers of that, which you, you do get in, and apparently you're doing a very good job of it. What does that do for you guys? How do you, how do you deal with that? It's, it's really, really hard because, you know, before we would, you know, we would check our prices once a week and they, you know, didn't fluctuate that often, you know, really not even once a week, but, you know, you look over once a week just to make sure you're, you're doing the right thing. And now it's prices are going up daily. I mean, every day. And so I I don't like to have to raise prices because I want to be, you know, be able to help the family and, you know, be reasonable and have good quality. And, but it's, it's really hard because prices are literally changing on a daily basis. I mean, even not even just the food costs, but like the pans are double what they were before the gloves. I originally paid $4 a box for gloves. Now we're paying $120 for a case of gloves where it was $40 for a case. Wow. And that's just one thing. That's not counting the, the foil that we use and the butcher paper, of course. that stuff. It's so that the, the food cost is enough, but then all the supplies makes it even harder. So it's, that part has been really, really challenging. It's, it's really hard to keep raising prices all the time. How have the customers responded to this? We, all over the, all over the place or? We don't have very many that say much, honestly, because I think right. everybody kind of understands that we're all sure. in the same boat. Because when it first happened, we raised our prices and then it kind of settled down in prices and we, they went back down because, you know, they went back down. So we, you know, we'll, we'll fluctuate. We're not going to keep them up like that if, if they go down, but we don't have too much pushback. There's always some here and there, but for the most part, people are pretty understanding and they, they know what's going on right now. Let's switch gears here a little bit. I came from a family-owned business. You grew up in a family-owned business. What's it like working with siblings <laughs> and oh. parents? <laughs> now, let's be nice. There's good, there's good and bad. There's good and bad, right? There's absolutely good and bad. I mean, you know, it's we've always we've always navigated it pretty well um, for the most part because we've always done it. We don't know any better. We don't. We've always. I mean, we all started right. With- well, we're 13 years old. So we've always kind of worked together. My brother that passed him and I were in the business from the beginning and constantly. And so we were always there together. Um, my oldest brother went into the army, so he was, you know, gone for a little while and stuff. So he's kind of been in and out a little bit, but it's always challenging. But at the same time, you know, it's family and you're, you just are used to, you know, how I know what he's thinking. He knows what I'm thinking. So that's a good thing. But sometimes that always is not a good thing. Um, so it's, it's definitely challenging, but it's also, it's great because you know that you can trust them and you don't have to worry about a lot of things you could worry about with other people. You know, they're going to be there. They're, you know, they're yeah, going to right. do what they need to do. So that's definitely a big bonus. And and they're not, and typically they're not going to leave. Right. Yeah, correct. <laughs> There's another hole that you have to fill. Right, right. Well, no, it's, it's funny. I was a part of, I was the youngest of three brothers and then my father who was a CEO and whatnot. And uh, we were a completely different divisions. We're a little bigger company. 
but there were definitely there were definitely challenges along the way, and we all brought something different to the business. But uh, and and for us, we were able to kind of separate a lot of the personal from the the business side of things because, and a lot of times it you know you can't get away from that. You bring it to the dinner table and all that sort of jazz and the family reunions. Yeah, my dad was one of those, um, you know, because we always worked with our dad until he retired. And if we tried to talk to him about work at home, he'd say, talk to me tomorrow. If we were at the dinner table and brought up something, he'd say, talk to me tomorrow. And he tried so hard. And I do, too. It's not as it's easier said than done, but he always very, very, very adamant about keeping business and personal separate and as much as possible. It's hard, but you have to because you'd be, you go, you drive yourself crazy if you don't. Oh, you can, you can. I mean, there's the love and there's the connection there, but on the other hand, there's the love and there's the connection. And right. so when you deal with the difficult issues, I can only imagine again, over the last couple of years going through the pandemic and now of course the increases of prices, it could put, it could put a lot of stress on relationships, but you know, that's, it's kind of like what you sign up for when you, you stay with the family business. Yeah, I'm clearly being tested. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us tell us a little more about um, about the business itself. So you you've come through some really tough times. Are you guys? What are you looking forward to the future? Some plans that you have? Maybe you haven't implemented them, or you're continuing to implement them. You said you brought a fellow in who's a bit of a sommelier, upgrading your wines. What are some other things that you're continuing to do to kind of push your business forward? Um, well, I, I'm really excited about the wine thing. That's like the biggest thing right this minute. But we also are in the final stages of completing uh, talks with um, a personal grocery shopper, like a kind of a one-man show, small person, you know, just somebody that can come do personal shopping that way. You know, we can get some of the people that are not are not don't want to come out, and um, they would be able to still get groceries from the chop shop because you know you have your your Instacart and all that kind of stuff, which you know we're not we're we're too small for that. So I oh, found, okay, yeah, I found somebody. That- I know very little about Instacart. I did run into a fellow at Publix one day who was shopping for somebody. I really don't know how that works. I mean, yeah, you can go online and pick out your stuff, and they do your shopping and they bring it to you. So, you know, that's, that's a huge company again. So it's not something that I could do. I, I can't put every single item that I have on right. the and it would just be too much. So right. she's like a personal shopper, basically. So I gotcha. Sure. She'll go to your shopping and bring your stuff. So I think it would be, it's going to be, it's, it's a new chapter that we've never really done before. Um, so I think, I think it'll be interesting. Um, so we're working on that and that's, that's pretty exciting because I've always wanted to do that, but I never really had the right opportunity to implement it. So that's definitely something. Um, it's, it's really hard to, it's, it's kind of hard to, to grow right now. I mean, it's right. Everything's so uncertain and I'm, yes. I mean, I've been in the business my whole life, but I mean, I'm still every day you learn every day you grow every day. You're trying to figure stuff out. So the pandemic definitely makes it challenging. So I'm just doing my best to move forward and try to, you know, my family has, has built an amazing business and I'm lucky enough to be able to, to run it. And I'm just trying my best to do whatever I can to build it and grow it and make them proud. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's very well said. Two thumbs up. Very well said. <laughs> well, it is, it's, it's, it is really, really tough. And, and I'm sure that there are fortune 500 companies out there that say the same thing right now. The uncertainty is, is a difficult 
it's just tough. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. So, well, the good thing about it is you're in a the second fastest growing area in the country. I just saw a report this morning that maybe oh, that's, that's good, maybe that's bad. Exactly. <laughs> you maybe you're going to sell more, but trying to get to work may be a, a tough challenge. Yeah, thankfully I live close because it's traffic is crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. So, uh, well, listen, this has been a lovely conversation. Is there anything else that we should know about the chop shop before we let you go? Oh, that's a loaded question too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just, I've always been, um, you know, we're, we're a small local business and I, I try my best to shop as much local and small business as I can. And, you know, we're doing the best that we can. And I hope that, um, if they haven't come to see us, that I hope that they will come and give us a try and check us out and see how 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 we do things. You know, we've we've done a lot of stuff lately. We've um, we redid our whole ceiling and we've painted and you know we've done a lot of uh, renovations and a lot of improvements to the store. So even if you haven't been or it's been a few years since you've been, I would it'd be great for somebody to come back and check us out because things are we're always trying to upgrade and do better and, and improve everything. Well, just simply from what I gained from your website, which is the Chop Shop, it looks lovely. I've not been. I am going to come up. So I'm going to come up and I'm going to try some of that uh, thinly cut corned beef cabbage or whatever. <laughs> I'm, going to try, I'm going to try some of that and I'm going to talk to your small yay make sure that he knows what he's talking about. All right. Well, he needs to be checked up on. Okay. If people want to find out more about you, where do they go? Um, our website. Obviously, come to the store and buy something. Right, right. That. Um, obviously they can come visit, but our website is chopshopgrocer.com. And that has the the most information. It has, um, our sandwiches and our meat packages. We have bulk meat packages that you can get, um, that are listed on there. Oh, so you, so you can do mail order then? No, we don't mail. We don't mail because it's uh, perishable, but they can, you know, you call ahead and like, we have the packages, we have small packages, we have big packages, we have like a chicken package and we have a beef package and we have a pork package and different, just different things. We have a steak. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, they can call ahead. You want to put it in your freezer. Sure. It's cheaper. Save a little bit of money if you have the freezer space. So you can check out that. You can check out our story, how everything got started, like we talked about a little bit. Um, So it has, has, has a lot of good information on there to not only what we do, but why we do it and how we do it. Facebook and Instagram. Yep. We have a Facebook, the Chop Shop in Bradenton. Chop Shop Bradenton is Facebook and Instagram both. That's great. Well, Susan, thank you for being on the show. Let's do it again. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.